episode 011. In this episode, we discuss sexual abuse as a form of abuse. We look at the differences between sexual abuse, rape, assault, and harassment. We look at what consent is as well as various sexual myths. And we end the episode with the effects of sexual abuse. Intro. Hey people, this is your host Daniel Duro and if this is your first time here, I'm saying welcome to the BDSML community. This is the perfect community for the broken, dating, single, married and <laughs> those that are lost in their relationships. Here we believe everyone deserves to be happy, so every episode is specially created to help improve your relationships and love life. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast episode. I am very excited to be here. Last week, I wasn't able to be here because last week was a very, very hectic week for me. Yep. I, I got involved in the Roadcast 2020 competition. It's a podcasting competition that is held across the world, done online though. Yeah, so what you're, what you're supposed to do is to submit a one to two minutes podcast and um, get people to vote for you. Judges will also pick their, their favorite podcast too. So I, I got into the comp- competition. My entry, I think you can listen to my entry my entry is the last episode before this one so when you're listening to this one the one before this one is my um, podcast entry for the roadcast competition it's titled my love community so you can just go back and listen to it and come back and continue this particular episode so i submitted that for the roadcast 2020 well well i listened to past winners i listened to past winners and i saw what they did and I got a lot of inspiration. It took me a while to be able to record because I was not getting the inspiration I needed. But eventually I did. I submitted it and I got my friends to vote. Jesus Christ. My friends were amazing. I, I, that was when I realized that I truly had a community. So you know when we say BTSML community, last week's stroke, this week was the true definition of a community because my friends came out in mass to vote. Like I had, I had people that I did not know I had. I had people connect to people I did not know I had. Like, it, it was very massive. And the competition was really, really bloody because there's this Brazilian. Brazilian was number one. I think his name is Nicolas or something like that. And he kept pushing as much as I kept pushing. So it was more like up and down, up and down between both sides. And we required our communities to vote. So I, I, I had to gather my people together and they turned up as usual. You guys turned up. And I'm saying a very big thank you because, well, as of the last time I checked, I was currently first born. Um, Nigeria is four hours ahead of Brazil. So Brazil still had enough time to vote while we were asleep. So I'm not really sure how the competition ended. The official results will be out by Tuesday. But we're really hoping for the best. But that that, that aside, I'm really just I'm I'm really, really just excited by the fact that I had lots and lots of people come out to support BDSML community, to support me as a person. And I'm saying a very big thank you to you guys. I mean, so much shock. Special thank you to those who carry the entire thing on, on their head. Like these people, so sometimes, at like one of the days, two of them waited with me, three of them actually waited with me to like 3 a.m. That was the day the competition was supposed to end the first time, not the second time, the first time they waited to the end. Even the second time they waited to the end too. Like these people went 
went out of their ways, dropped everything they had to do, and they kept supporting to the very end. And I'm saying a very, very big thank you to them. God bless you. I'm not going to mention them so I don't get biased, but they know themselves. You guys know yourselves. So I'm saying a very big thank you to you people. Yeah, so I hope I hope we have very good results. I hope God is able to reward all that effort with a good news. And I'm hoping for something really, really amazing. I'll share with you guys by next week, Sunday, how it went. Well, I'll share with people, first of all, on WhatsApp and Instagram, how whether it's good or bad, I'll still have to share and tell people the, the results. But officially, as a, on, on this podcast channel, I'll have to tell you guys by next week. So thank you once again to everybody who came out to vote. I really appreciate you to all my friends in various countries rwanda malawi um egypt kenya uh from all places where you guys came out from i really really appreciate you nigeria most especially you people from nigeria god bless you guys all the influencers i helped god god bless you guys thank you so much everybody i really really appreciate and that's how my week went really my week was spent on the whole voting the the whole roadcast competition voting process and all and i really really hope we get this people's choice award so thank you everybody what else did i do this week uh i learned i learned to take um studio pictures i learned to set up a studio i'd gotten things for um my small photography studio and i was able to set it up take some pictures and i'm excited to edit them and see how that one comes out so yeah i think that's something else i did what else did i do okay i watched lots of youtube videos mm-hmm. i tried to put my life in other ones again because after the whole long break of the voting thing I had to reset come back do all of these things so I think I, I immediately just put my life back in track ahead of next week. So by next week, I should be able to roll normally, put out content as usual, read stuff and just be my normal self. Yeah. And hope for a good results, like I said before. So that is how my week went. How did your week go? I, yeah. As I said, that supported me because I know how their week went. It was literally spent with me. So for the rest of you that are listening, how did your week go? I hope you had an amazing week. Yep. So we'll would be going into today's um today's class, yeah. And we're going to be continuing our abuse series. We're going to be continuing our abuse series. I've talked a lot about abuse on a large scale. I've been able to dissect it and look at different scenarios, how society influences it, the Stockholm syndrome. I've been able to look at one or two things, why you would love your betrayal. Like we've looked at all of these things and we're going deeper right now. We're going to be looking at various forms of abuse various forms of abuse and the first one we'll be looking at will be sexual abuse no other better way to start because that was the initiator of the whole abuse series in the first place where we started seeing rape cases up and down seeing various various um, terrible things and there's no better way to start uh to start giving examples of abuse than to start with sexual abuse yeah so sexual abuse we have various terms on that sexual abuse to define and you would have heard of something like sexual abuse, you will have heard of rape, you will have heard of sexual assault and sexual harassment. These are four different terms, but all of them in one way or the other mean somehow the same thing, but they are not exactly the same. So let, let's look at the various differences between most of them. So when you talk about sexual abuse, you would, most times people would have to add child sexual abuse behind it. People would say that sexual abuse is really linked to the abuse done on children, the sexual abuse done on children or the sexual uh, what was the word oh, let's let's put it like the sexual bad things done 
on children. That is when you use the word sexual abuse, not necessarily adults. Yeah. Now, now that is sexual abuse. So you can imagine the various things that can be done to children. Examples would be hmm, would be fondling with a child. That's one. Or forcing a child to touch an adult sex organ, or penetrating a child's vagina or anus with a penis or any other object that does not have medical purpose. You could also have exposing one's body in a sexual manner to a child, or exposing a child to pornographic material, or exposing that child to um, acts of sexual intercourse, or masturbating in front of the child, engaging in the prostitution of a child. So if you're the one that is releasing that child out for for um, prostitution, more like human trafficking, something like that. And finally, you could also have using a child to film, photograph, or model for pornography. So these are various ways that you could actually abuse a child sexually. Very, very common. And, and, and then let's look at something like rape. So rape has to do with penetrating, no matter how slight. Now, these are the keywords. No, even if it's one tiny inch of your finger, you're, you're actually raping a person. So that's the penetration of the vagina, anus, or the mouth. Yeah, with any body part or object that is not supposed to be there against the person's will. Now, if the person does not give you consent and you penetrate, then you've raped the person, no matter how small you want to do it. And if the person did not explicitly say no, like outrightly the person never said no, then you've raped the person. So so sexual abuse is usually referred to for children, like you use sexual abuse, child sexual abuse for children. Rape involves the penetration no matter how small, especially against the person's consent. Now when we look at sexual assault, yeah, sexual assault has to do with a range of criminal activities that involve a sexual nature. So rape and sexual abuse or child sexual abuse is included into sexual assault. So sexual assault is more like a parent word that that um, includes these other two things I've mentioned before. So sexual assault is more like a broader term to refer to to um, these other cases. And sexual assault does not only just involve rape or something physical. It could be non-physical. Yeah, it could be verbal. It could be anything. But as far as the person does not give consent, then yeah, it is a sexual assault. And I'm going to give a lot of examples of sexual assault when we are done. The final big word is sexual harassment. That sexual harassment encompasses every single thing. So you could have stuff like se- sexual coercion, and that is this one. You usually find it in the workplace, whereby the girl will be like, "If you don't sleep with me, you, I'll fire you." That sexual coercion, where 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 you have to use i will call it manipulate where you have to manipulate a person to get sexual favors from that person sexual um will i say validation no no validation Mm, what's that word sexual fulfillment when you have to manipulate a person to get that sexual fulfillment then you're sexually coercing the person and that is referred to as sexual assault unwanted sexual attention attention that's touching kissing or trying to stroke a person without the person's permission without the person knowing that is also a form of sexual harassment Another form would be gender harassment. So on that sexual harassment, you have sexual coercion, unwanted sexual attention, and gender harassment. Now this one does gender harassment does not have to do with sexuality really. It just has to do with um, harassing people's sexes. So when you when you feel like women are not supposed to lead 
or women are not are not suited for leadership positions. That is a, a form of harassment against a person's sex. So because I'm a woman, I cannot lead. What's the meaning? Or when you feel like men cannot take care of children or take care of families, that is also um, a form of sexual harassment, which is under gender harassment. Now, for me to make everything really clear, it all seem very foggy. Let me try to make it really clear by giving you lots of examples of sexual hassle. Now, it's more like um, cascading set of words. So you have the one for children, then you have rape, which is bigger than sexual abuse itself, then sexual assault, then sexual harassment, which encompasses all of everything. So it's more like a big word that you use. So let me give you examples of sexual harassment and um, sexual assault, and there are a whole lot of them. Types of sexual hassles, one of them, the first one is acquaintance rape. Acquaintance rape would be the self-explanatory acquaintance, somebody that you know that rapes you. So when a person you know rapes you, it's called acquaintance rape. This person is just my acquaintance that got to rape me. Yeah, so that's that's the first type. The second type is alcohol or drug facilitated sexual assault, and very very self-explanatory. Also, when you a person takes alcohol and a person intoxicated and does not really know what he or she is doing, and you go ahead to penetrate or harass the person, then you're sexually assaulting that person. Or when you put drugs into a person's drink or food and the person gets to another level and you do things forcefully against the person's consent without the person saying yes, then you have abused a person sexually. And that is under alcohol or drug facilitated sexual assault. You also have cat calls. And this is very common. It's, very, it's common all over the world. Most females will have gone through this form of assault. And that's this cat calls. So cat calls is when you're walking on the street and... And then a guy is whistling or screaming or shouting or making sexual passes to you, especially when you do not want it. Now, it's very common. I'm sure you're already remembering all the times you've gone on the street and, and one guy says, hey, 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 fine game. Come, you, your, your back is big. You look beautiful. All of those weird things. And you don't want it. It makes you embarrassed. The person is actually sexually assaulting you. I, I wish Nigeria was a place where you could report these kind of things because here in Nigeria it happens so commonly. Especially for people who go to the market. Imagine you go to the market and one guy is grabbing your arms, grabbing your butt, grabbing your waist. Very, 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 very rude and insulting. I wish we could actually report but in places like Nigeria now nothing will be done about it. Even the police are supposed to help you would. <laughs> mm. Let's not even go there. Let's not talk about police in this, in this particular episode. So cat calls is also a form of sexual assault. So if you find people cat calling you then you're actually being assaulted sexually assaulted at that point uh child sexual abuse like i said before so you see they said child sexual abuse is a form of um sexual assault so it is under sexual assault yeah so child sexual abuse and you already know what that is that is when um an older person does something penetrates or does sexual things to a child i've given examples of that when we talked about sexual abuse in the beginning fondling with the child and exposing the child to pornographic materials exposing your sexual organs to the child those are examples of child sexual abuse yeah then you also have commercial sexual exploitation and this is when you force children transgenders boys girls if 
when you shall force a person to carry out prostitution, that is what they call commercial sex exploit um, sexual exploitation. You might manipulate the person, you might um let's say the person has done something wrong, you might want to force the person to do the th- the bad things you want the person to do to prostitute to make money. It is also a form of sexual assault and that's commercial sexual exploitation. You also have date rape. Date rape is when well not necessarily when you go on a date with the person, but it has to do with somebody you're close to maybe somebody um you're intimate with or somebody you just really know it's very similar to acquaintance rape that i talked about before somebody that you know raping you yeah so it's very similar very similar that is the trip you now have domestic violence domestic violence is something that's always is very common also so when you have now this one has to do more with intimate partners maybe husbands and wives boyfriends and girlfriends so when you will fully intimidate or you physically assault a person who you're intimate with, or you or you batter the person that you beat, give the person black eye, uh, or or you have an abusive behavior to the person, especially somebody you're intimate with, your intimate partner. This person has to be your partner before it is called domestic violence. Just because of power con- control, then then yes, you're you're sexually assaulting that person is a is a form or type of sexual assault. So remember when we talked about abuse, abuse is mostly because of power and control. It is based or it is hinged or pivoted on the fact that one person wants to have power and control over the other person. So when your intimate partner is abusing you or physically assaulting you, it is referred to as domestic violence and it is a form of sexual assault. You also have exhibit exhibit exhibitionism and and me i consider this one very weird when i read about it i was like what is this this is when a person goes out um in the public and exposes his or her private parts and finds some form of pleasure from from having people just watch look at him like like he's so sick you just imagine just imagine me going outside and just removing all my clothes in the public and i'm just happy with my life that people are staring at me very fucked up very weird but it is a form of sexual assault you're assaulting the people who are staring at you and that is that's really bad i find it really sick i'm never i don't want to discuss it so long because i'm like why would somebody do that but then people actually do it as a who who just it's true try coming to think of it i've i've, I've had times that i'll say a guy who just expose himself like just remove his trousers and say see my see my thing to ladies to other people i'm like oh what is this then again we might not have seen that something serious but it is a very big form of sexual assault another one which i find really interesting another example of sexual assault is sex is female genital mutilation now this is this is a topic for another time it's something that i'm really passionate about i hate it i i'm against it 100 percent why would you do that so it is a partial or complete removal of the female external genitals the female external private parts just so that you can control the person's sexuality that's what people say and it's not true it's a myth it does not necessarily control anything really and so female genital mutilation is a form of sexual assault because it's it's just completely wrong it's against the person's sexuality against the person's um sexual needs and drive it is is not consensual the person does not really give consent to to you doing these things to him most times the person is a child or even when the person is older it's just because of society and, and not even religion society and culture that would make people do such things so it's a very big form of sexual assault and it is something that we are going to discuss some other time yeah i'll probably bring an expert to talk about it um with me 
yeah I, i'll definitely let you guys know when that is out gang rape is another example of sexual assault gang rape as you know as what says gang lots of people more than one person just forcefully raping one person so when you have more people raping one particular person that is called gang rape um, another form of sexual assault is intimate partner sexual violence very similar to domestic violence but like the word says intimate partner when your partner that you're intimate with sexually violates you or, or harms you sexually yep another form is marital rape now these are very intimate forms of rapes that's the ipsv that the intimate partner sexual violence and the marital rape this is when your husband unwantedly without your consent goes ahead to sleep with you that is what they call marital rape and it's bad very bad very bad but i'm not discussing that right now but i'm just giving examples of sexual assault for you guys to know how broad and large this thing is another form of um sexual assault is obscene phone calls so you know ladies when you have guys that are always calling you guys that you don't want who are always calling you repetitively or giving sexual um sexual passes to you over the phone you don't want this thing this guy does it disturb you it's really really it gets really annoying and it's, it's frustrating and you don't want it to block the person person uses another line person starts to say one or two rubbish things on the phone sometimes the person might want to blackmail you as far as this person calls you often and you do not want it and it is tilted towards the sexual side it's, it's just entirely bad and it is a form of sexual assault it's a form of assault in, the, in this way stalking somebody calling the person unnecessarily without the person wanting you to that is a form of sexual assault so ladies like i said before people in nigeria if you're listening from nigeria i wish we could report these things abroad now there are things that you could easily easily just report but here in nigeria is not really possible so yeah it's also a form of sexual assault too then finally we have rape so rape no we have more we have a whole lot more but i'll be ending with rape i cannot just go on and on and on because the list is really really endless for various forms of sexual assault so rape we've not talked about rape it is like i said it is the unwanted penetration without consent no matter how small it is of the vagina the anus or the mouth so when you have any form of penetration and you do not want it and you do not consent to it then the person has raped you and for rape to happen you need to look at three criterias are the participants old enough to consent so if both parties are not old enough or one party is not old enough to give full consent then that's rape secondly do both both do both parties have the capacity to consent so if you're drunk if you're if the person is mentally retarded or does not have that mental capacity to make decisions person is drunk or higher drunk higher on alcohol or on drugs or the person is mentally disabled and cannot really make that decision and you go ahead to do things with this person that you're raping the person that is rape automatically so number two is do both have the capacity to consent if one person does not have and the other person does have then the other person is raping this this person and finally did both give um they both agree to take part that, that that is the role of consent so when when the other person the other party does not give full consent then we can say that um rape has taken place so let's look at consent what is consent when would we say that consent has taken place or what does consent mean so consent is is a clear yes yeah so consent is a clear yes to sexual activity not saying no 
doesn't mean you're, you have given consent. So if I don't say no to you, it does not mean I've given you consent. I have to say yes. A person has to say yes before we can say that consent has taken place. So sexual contact without um, consent is sexual assault or rape, like I've mentioned before. Your consent means that you know and understand what is going on. That means you're not unconscious, blacked out, asleep, underaged, or have intellectual disability. We've talked about this before. So that is when the person has capacity. So a person who is not unconscious, a person who has not blacked out, a person who is not asleep, a person who is not underaged, or have, or a person that does not have intellectual disability has the ability to give consent. When these people that I've mentioned are involved and you go ahead to do something sexual with them, it is most likely going to be referred to as rape. So another thing consent means will be you have to know what you want to do. You have to be aware of what you're about to do. We're going to have sex. We're going to have oral sex. We're going to do this thing. You have to know. If you do not know what is about to happen, then the party is raping you, please. If you do not know the other party is raping you. you point three is that you, you are able to say what you want to do or what you don't want to do. So if, you're, if you don't have the ability to make your choices if you cannot say please stop if you cannot say i want to do this or i don't want to do this baby girl baby boy you're being raped yeah or you're being sexually assaulted at that point so and, and that is really bad this is this is what consent really means and for you are you are aware that you're giving consent that means you're not impaired by alcohol or drugs like i've mentioned before so let me go over these points again of what consent truly means one you, you know and understand what is going on that means you're not unconscious asleep blacked out on drugs or intellectually disabled two you know what you want to do you are aware of what is about to happen you're about to go down or are going down Three, you're able to say what you want to do and what you don't want to do. If you're not in any way able to say because the person has higher position or the person is blackmailing you or threatening you, any of those things, then you're being assaulted sexually. And finally, you're aware that you're giving consent. That means you're not impaired by alcohol or joy. You know what you're, you're saying. You're saying yes and you know that you're saying yes. This is what consent truly means and sometimes sometimes you cannot give legal consent to um sexual activity or contact for example if you are threatened like i said before if you're threatened forced coerced coerced is like that one i talked about um sexual coercion when your guys like if you don't sleep with me no promotion or you're fired that's coercion so if you're threatened forced coerced or manipulated into agreeing then you can you know that you're in the position not to give legal consent to this whole thing meaning you're being assaulted another situation where you cannot give consent is um is the fact that you're not physically able to i've talked about this let, let me just repeat it so you're that drunk high drugged passed out or asleep so this is these are situations where you cannot give that legal consent legal consent is yes i want to do this so if you're drugged out you're drugged passed out drunk high or asleep you cannot give another one is mental ability due, due to illness illness or disability so yeah if you're ill or you're disabled and you cannot give consent and somebody goes ahead and person is raping you the final one is underage the underage of legal consent and this one varies by countries or by states yeah so the age for consent is very different some some, some might be 12 some might be 18 but i think the general age is 18 for most people 18 21 i think between 18 or 21 i think it's 18 yeah 18 for most people but some other places it might be lower or higher yeah but most likely it should be 18 so if you're not if you're if a person is not 18 the person cannot give full consent full legal consent that i want to do this thing anybody caught doing something with a minor is actually raping the person yeah so you must guys you must need to remember that consent is an ongoing process so if the whole thing gets bad 
and at that point you don't want it anymore and you just say i don't want it i want to stop and the person doesn't stop the person is raping you so consent is an ongoing process it's not we said this now at the beginning and now we're going to continue to the end just like that no as as things are evolving you can decide to change your mind it's your body you can decide to change your mind or keep it or stay but the moment you decide to change your mind and your partner does not stop then he has gone ahead to rape you another point is that past consent does not mean future consent yeah you must remember this that past consent does not mean future consent because i gave you the go ahead or we did something in the past does not mean i'm giving you the permission to do it again so the past does not and never applies to to the present one it has to be a continuous thing and it has to be in real time so <laughs> so i think this one is my is, is my own quote consent is in real time yeah and finally saying yes to sexual activity is not consent for all types of sexual activity so if if you consent to sexual acti- activity it is only for types of sexual activities that you're comfortable with at that time with your partner so for example giving consent for kissing does not mean that you're giving consent for someone to remove your clothes that makes sense that makes sense at that point i think i did so you're saying okay let's go ahead to to kiss it does not mean we should go ahead to have sex consent is ongoing as the things are evolving you ask for permission you ask for consent and you keep on going at any point if it stops please stop no is no yes is yes in consent yeah now let's look at what 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 is not considered consent in sexual activity one when a person is silent if a person is silent it does not mean that person has given you consent two having consented before like i said past consent is not present consent three being in a relationship so because when a relationship does not mean because you are married dating or having sexual contact with someone does not mean that there is consent now so a relationship even if you are dating you are married or anything if i if the partner does not say yes then consent has not been given. Consent is yes, yes is yes. It is not, it is black or white, yes or no. Okay. So being silent, being in a relationship, having consented before does not constitute. Being drunk or high does not also mean that I'm consenting. Not fighting back. So when a person is not fighting back, I think you will have heard of some situations where the woman just lies there and she's crying and all of that. Simply because she does not fight back does not mean you're not raping her. She might just be too weak, too tired, too emotionally down to do anything and she just stays there and goes through the whole process in in trauma and in in what's the word i'm I'm looking for the right word to use in pain i I think pain will just work for me in pain so when the person does not fight back it does not mean you can you go what will not punish you and i say that oh she did not fight back so no please because she did not fight back does not mean you did not rip her yeah then sexual clothing dancing or flirting so because the person is wearing something short or the person is dancing in some ways or flirting does not mean consent it does not mean yes in any way so guys i i don't know ladies guys please share it with as many people as possible we need to understand this thing that's why i'm taking my time to train us we as young people need to understand these things now let's let's go ahead to look at something quite interesting um we're going to be looking at sexual myths that sexual abuse myths mindsets that people get wrong about sexual abuse the first one is that men who rape have unusually strong sexual needs or drive is a lie <laughs> rapists don't have more sexual drive than sexual drive than non-rapists so we're all the same me as a guy that i don't rape people and a rapist does not mean that the rapist has more sexual energy more sexual drive or libido than i do but but we're just the same set of people you are a rapist because you're a rapist you're a rapist because um because you just want power and control basically you, you're just really a sick person that that is just all about it
never feel like because a person is raping he had one uncontrollable sexual desire and needed to carry out some is a lie people there's there's no higher or lower sexual drives rapists have not been medically found to have higher sexual drives than than um than non-rapists so please know that's the myth number one so if you see a person a person is telling you oh it's because i was is a lie that's a lie from the pit of hell and the person should be punished for what he or she has done so that is myth number one myth number two is the fact that men have higher sexual drive than women and therefore if a, a man um, wants to have sex his partner is just to agree with him yeah and that is not true so if you're in a relationship do not women do not feel like men have sexual drives than women and so you are just supposed to agree with us it's a lie i believe men and women are, are made equally when it comes to sexual drives yeah men, men might just um, be more more physical and women more emotional but it does not mean that women do not feel the whole sexual thing so if you don't want to agree to your partner please stay on your ground stick to your words and no is no your partner should be able to respect that you don't want any form of sexual anything right now you guys can find ways to talk it out find how to make it better you guys can find the ways to do it later and oh but if a, if a partner rapes his babe or his wife just because he feels like he has more sexual sexual drive or if he forces her to please him at that point then that is rape actually it does not happen it does men don't have more higher sexual drives than women there's some women that have higher sexual drives than men it's just a people's thing it's a person thing so if your sex drive is high it's just you as a person it does not have to be it's not a man or woman thing do you get so that's myth number two that men have um, higher sexual drive and women should bow down to that sexual drive not true please myth number three is blue balls yeah so me now this is very very interesting blue balls are, are called epi- ep- epididymal hypertension and this is when blood vessels so when guys want to get erect if you're wondering how the the penis gets to stand and all it happens by blood vessels rushing to the penis and testicles and then there's an expansion the blood vessels fill out those places and it expands and then you have an erection that is what happened now for the situation of blue balls which i'm sure you've heard before some of these blood vessels still remain there after uh, like there's no release when when the person has an orgasm these blood vessels retract and all the blood rushes back and everything is back to normal but when um, a release does not happen some of that those blood they remain there in the blood vessels and they cause pain discomfort and some other things now some men have been found to use this particular thing to cajole women to sleep with them ladies i have blue balls <laughs> people that are sexually active people like myself usually have a lot of blue balls especially when we are, let's say we're in situations where we could not get what we wanted yeah but never have i ever said i wanted to rape a person in fact it's even so painful that i don't even want to do anything at that point so Please, ladies, don't let men deceive you by saying, oh, I have blue balls. You must do this thing unless I'll not be fine. It is a lie. Really, we would be fine. The pain will just be a whole lot. But but then again, it's going to go back down. Yeah. At some point, one time or the other, I might have just used this strategy before. But I'm saying as a guy that, please, it's not true. We're going to be fine. Don't pity us in that way. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if you want to go ahead to, to help and all of those things, you can as like if it is something exciting to you, I say, Oh um, let me just do this. Do it because you want to give consent because you want to. Don't give consent because you're being manipulated to. That's my point here. And so that's myth number three. And the final myth is that um stranger rape is more emotional dev- devastating than rape by somebody you know. And that's a lie. Rape by somebody outside. It's not even as bad. It's not as bad as rape by somebody inside. So rape happened um, that is done by somebody that you know, somebody in within the family. 
let's say a family member rapes you, it is more terrible than rape from somebody you do not even know. Yeah, so that's me. So people usually just feel like stranger rape is no is more serious than rape by somebody you know because you know the person or they lie. The one done by the person inside, the enemy inside is is worse than the enemy outside, really. So that's the myth. So whenever you hear people talk about rape and then they bring up these wrong ideologies and mindsets, please help us, help people correct them, yeah? Now, some of the effects, let, let's round up this whole thing because I spent it five minutes. Let's round up this episode by talking about effects of sexual abuse. The first one is shock. This is what happened. After, a sex, after sexual abuse has happened, what the victim will get to feel, some of the effects will be, one, shock. Obviously, person will be in a state of shock. How could this have happened to me? How could, let's say it's done by somebody that you trust. How could this person I trusted do this thing to me? That shock lasts for a very long time. And it could lead to PTSD as post-traumatic stress disorder. So when this stress, when, when, when um, a sexual abuse has occurred, shock would happen. Then denial also happens. So at this point, some people would want to play down the, the the trauma that happened, the stuff that happened to them. So let's say it was rape. You want to play down the rape and make it seem less traumatic than than it is supposed to be. So you deny what you're feeling. I think I talked about in in last week episode. You remove yourself. I've forgotten the word I used for it. You remove yourself from the from the situation. Yeah, and do, you would not want to feel the thing the right way feel the thing the way it's, you're supposed to feel it and that's the way denial comes in so shock denial number three is isolation so people um, people will get to isolate them, themselves from other people because of guilt embarrassment depression and low self-esteem people who have gone through sexual abuse would would want to isolate themselves from other people another thing is self-esteem so your self-esteem people who have gone through sexual assault or sexual abuse would usually have self-esteem issues they will feel dirty they will feel ashamed they will feel they will not be comfortable with their body some of them might go ahead and want to eat a lot yeah yeah so they will not be comfortable with their body they might want to eat a lot and do stuff to change how they look like sometimes they will also um, neglect their personal hygiene yeah they might want to neglect personal hygiene not take their bath not take care of their mental health not take care of themselves basically so so this is also an effect of sexual abuse another effect is trust so you would not trust anybody anybody at all yeah you might try to but most times you find yourself not trusting anybody any situation another effect is fear that's this is a very common thing this these things are things you can easily relate with so i don't even necessarily need to explain so deeply so fear is something that would happen to you constantly people who have gone through sexual abuse would be in a whole lot of fear um anxiety and vigilance so you'll be anxious most times you always be watching somebody coming for me you cannot ne- so imagine you're raped on the streets now that street will not be safe for you you cannot go out in the night and feel safe you would always be hyper vigilant and watching around and seeing if somebody is coming or somebody is not coming another another effect is um sexual feelings so yeah this this is something i've experienced because i had a friend who had gone through rape by her boyfriend and her sexual feelings had died she was not able to relate with it she didn't want any form of sex and all sexual feelings for her partner had gone she didn't trust her partner she broke up with him but it affected her with other guys too so she was not having that complete fulfillment from sexual um, intimacy with other people and that is a side effect of sexual abuse so your sexual feelings they go dead 
basically they go dead depression is another effect of um sexual abuse so and depression will be as a result of feeling that you've lost everything you've lost your partner you've lost your friend you've lost your life yeah all your plans actually you've, they have gone down the drain you've lost everything let's say you had plans for your future everything is just all gone and so depression sets in you think about what you've gone through the trust that has been broken all of these things pile up together and you go through serious depression then anger obviously you feel lots of anger and sometimes you transfer this anger to people around you and finally another serious effects of um, sexual abuse is self-destructive behavior and this is very common you so you see people who have gone through these things they take a lot of alcohol my result to doing drugs they might result to overeating, especially when they don't feel good about their body. So they might feel that, oh, if I gain weight, nobody will find me attractive and so I'm safe. Sometimes the reverse is the case. They might want to grow very thin. They will not eat as much as they want to eat. And they grow very thin and feel like, oh, if I'm so thin, nobody will be attracted to me. Yeah. And these are self-destructive behaviors. Another one is cutting oneself. So you cut yourself with sharp things. I think it's... It's, they inflict pain on themselves. Yeah? There's a particular word for it. Cutting yourself is actually a, a, um, one of the effects of sexual abuse. Yeah, I think I had one time I had one picture from Twitter that showed a woman who had been sober for like two years because previously she used to cut herself. I think she went through a rape situation and afterwards she, just, she would just see scars all over her laps, her hands. She was just cutting herself out of depression and for, uh, and as a result of the side effects of sexual abuse. Another one I've seen personally is um, a, the girl I talked about before that was raped by her boyfriend. She she resulted into a weird form of sex. That's the BDSM um, form of sex. So she would want people to inflict pain on her for her to enjoy sex. And this is, this was the sad, for me, the one I've observed is the saddest form of um, side effect of sexual abuse so ladies and gentlemen we have been able to treat sexual abuse as the first example of abuse generally we'll be going into other forms of abuse like physical abuse emotional um, other forms of abuse in coming weeks yeah? so I hope you were able to learn a lot we have talked about a lot in today's episode we have looked at sexual abuse deeply we have looked at examples of sexual assault we have looked at what consent is when you're giving consent and when a person cannot give consent consent we have looked at sexual abuse myth um, and, we have, and we ended the episode by talking about effects of sexual abuse so ladies and gentlemen we will continue next week on our abuse series i hope you enjoyed today's episode and as usual i got a song for you title of the song is billionaire by tenny that's tenny makanaki uh, tenny the entertainer yeah so i played this song throughout this week because I, I was just feeling the old billionaire vibes oh god i just want to have a lot of money i want to make billions before i am 40 yeah i just simply want to become a billionaire and i hope you also want to become a billionaire too so ladies and gentlemen billionaire by tenny enjoy i'll speak to you next week bye Wanna make love on the moon Dancing to my tunes Is it too much? It's not too much I wanna be in forest If wishes were horses Is it too much? It's not too much If I want money me What do I dance at that? If I want money me I'm all by my shoulder, I'm all by my foyer, I'm all by me. 
Hey, yeah. I wanna be a billionaire, billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Oh, I'm all by my issue. 